some creativity. creativity for the society. The Process Podcast. That's rad. It's the Process Podcast, episode 90. Zach 90. Watson. Yes, sir. 90. That's a big number, man. It's a big number. It is a big number, isn't it? It's kind of impressive. I'm kind of, I'm extremely proud of us for what mm-hmm. we've done so far. Oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know where it's like, oh, we're almost at 100 already. I know. Isn't it strange? Pretty wild. Like, to think back even to the very beginning of when we started it in September. Dude, September was fucking forever ago. Yeah. But it also, in the blink of an eye, it was September, October, November, and December. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember December. December literally just disappeared. No. Well, for me, it was even November as well. November, December, just gone. Yeah. Just think like you got, you were, you started your job in air quotes at the end of November yeah. and left in the middle of December. Yeah. Just before the end. Yeah. Now it's almost been a month. How mind blowing is <laughs> that? Yeah. It's going by fast. It's time, weird. time just dis a fucking peers, man. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I understand why it's cause it's like, we're busy and there's stuff going on and there's this and that, but it's just mind blowing. Let's talk about Reese for a quick second. Recap that beautiful episode. Absolutely. Yesterday. What a great, Oh my dude. God. I love that. I'm, like, oh, I hope everyone else amazing. like loves it as well. Cause I, I think not only is he a really nice guy, well-spoken guy, very talented, very knowledgeable, but it was just cool hearing, you know, his take on things and his story and his origin story yeah. and you know yeah. his take on our first year and his first year mm. it was it was Especially. really cool it was really he's got really a cool. very very strong perspective he has yeah very like very, very different also coming from such a different background than most of us are used to like mm-hmm. a really small town and literally in the middle of a lake which is pretty sweet yeah. it's pretty sweet but i've i've never felt more just inspired after a podcast mm-hmm. that we've done like i felt inspired after listening to podcasts but in terms of a show where we've been talking to the guest and have been able to help facilitate the conversation and still end up being surprised and just super stoked at the end of it i'm like i'm i was blown away i went to bed last night just reeling i was yeah. like i should go back to school i should do this i should do that i should just start sketching i need to read more and i was like i need to watch some science fiction movies it was <laughs> my mind was all over the place but it was amazing i loved it the one the one thing that uh today while i was like working on um my website again i actually got a big chunk of it done i got like i finished mm. i i started well i had like the first kind of cover image and the first kind of title done for my thesis project mm. um section to my website and i just completely finished it and i was starting to fall into the trap you know of this has got to be perfect this has to be amazing anyone who lays their eyes upon this shall gasp in i don't know you know what i mean like be super impressed and it was like getting to me Mm -hmm. because i was like i'm spending way too long on this like it's not going to be perfect but that's kind of the point i'm just gonna add to it and i thought of reese and he was saying Mm -hmm. like you know we asked him about his website I don't know yep. if it was off air or not. And he was like, you do anything with it your website off air. off air? And he was like, 
I haven't touched that in years. <laughs> in, in literally five years. And he's been very successful we school. and had yeah. really cool jobs. So I was like, okay, it's not the end all be all, you know, it's important, but it's not the only thing that matters. And, you know, it's going to yeah. change. It's going to evolve. So I was like, ah, stop worrying about it. And I just got a bunch done, which is cool. Yeah. As much as I harp on about a website being super important and being a very strong proponent of it, it's not the only solution. Well, That's I think it's if you do it well, it it can be a very strong, you know, it's a strong asset to a have. Strong Absolutely. asset, but it's not like, you know, they're gonna see your work, and then do you have a website? No. Ah, oh, sorry. Then no. Sorry. It's it's not you, like that. You know. Yeah. Like I mean, the only bad thing would be if your website was really really bad, which, at this point, like especially like. Like if you're using like Skillshare or something where there's templates, it's not going to be really, really, really bad. So like, true. you know, the only, the only bad thing would be if you're a designer and it looks like shit and then they look at your website and you're like, well, if you can't design this, then maybe not, but then, then get fucked. You know. I keep, I, I'm, I'm, we're, I'm, we're recording this exact Oh yeah, you've got Cambridge, a, a new le- location today. Yeah. I'm, I'm at a new location. I'm in a new studio. I'm in the, I'm at work. <laughs> <laughs> because I never leave, which I'm okay with. I like the I like the atmosphere, and I like working later into the evening. I've realized, right? Um, but we're on like kind of a side street in like this manufacturing area, and it's typically quiet at night. Like typically, there's no one around, and I'm the only person here. But there's a truck that keeps driving up and down the road, and I'm mm. kind of suspicious, like a little bit suspicious. Weird. I mean, my van's out front and it's it's not a very desirable thing to steal, but I have a feeling that apparently there was some some person because I work in this little town called Aaron, which is like 20 minutes north of Caledon, give or take, hour outside of Cambridge, half an hour outside of Guelph. And apparently there's a guy that drives around to businesses in a truck at night and tries to steal stuff from them. As that's been happening like since since September. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to catch this guy in the act. So I keep, each time I move my head, you can't tell if you're listening to it, but I'm looking out the window, just scoping out the good news, the good word of what's getting, going getting on. Getting ready to, to beat someone. Getting ready to just clock someone in the head. Speaking of which, oh, I was going to say, I've, I've got something to show you, but I can't show anybody because this is an audio podcast only right now. But I'm looking right now at a 105 millimeter shell on the floor for that comes out of some kind of a Wait, weapon. Wait, you said 105? 105 millimeters. It's like anti-tank. Um, it's fucking huge. Cannon. They shoot out of an AC-130, the one I was telling you about, the big gunship. Yeah, yeah, Their yeah. big gun is that shoots one of those it's, from the it's sky. Like, it's like this, it's as big as my leg. Yeah. It's, it's fucking huge and it's heavy too and it's just the shell. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of work environment that we got going on. It's pretty uh, what Other than the website, what'd you get up to today? Uh, honestly, Anything not, unique and interesting? Not really. That was kind of just all I've been trying to fix my sleeping schedule and routine a bit. So I was actually up earlier today. Hmm. Um, so I just... Mo- what, time, literally, what time? I was like up at nine and then just kind of sat in bed for a bit. But I got out or like 10 something instead of like, that's you fair. know, later. Um, but yeah, spent like the whole day just doing website stuff, which is pretty, 
a good vibe which is pretty cool i was like at the end i added all my pages that i had in my portfolio and then i was like i kept on seeing in my files i had like the banner that we did mm. and i was like you know the banner looks kind of cool i like that so i went on it's like how can i incorporate this so i went on to mock-up world and found a cool like banner mock-up no way. and then brought it onto that and then put that as the last page like the last little image on on the project and was like you know talking about because i had like the final oh, last smart. ones were like the final model photos and then also final banner like the final submissions that were gonna you know so it looks kind of cool so just an extra That's little smart. thing you're smart you know, you, like. you my good sir are intelligent thank you i appreciate that you know it's it's the little extra details that you got to go through and you like you show this one little thing and they're like oh yeah I have this my guy moments. knows what he's doing. You have your moments. I feel like you have your moments when it's I try. like no one's around and it's you don't you don't even have to try to it. It just kind of comes out of your mouth. I feel like that's when the uh, it's not to say when the best moments happen, but they definitely happen like that. Mm-hmm. It's either like, like when you're really not thinking about it and you don't need to, and all of a sudden it comes out, or like when you're really pressured, and that's yeah. when like the really good ideas come out as well. Yeah. Speaking of pressure working on a project right now that's due started it yesterday and it is now due on january 16th so we got four days left Yikes. wrapping up this project making lots of some good graphics so after i think after we record this this podcast do some more graphic work develop that project mm-hmm. but that project is going to be going to be launching on saturday i'm excited very, very soon very excited pretty stoked pretty stoked to see it also got to close the loop on the uh remember friday when we were talking about uh 3d printing what's it called shipping containers yes so we spent after recording the episode on friday zach and i collectively this is story time zach and i collectively spent probably an extra hour and a half uh yeah two hours collectively after the show scrolling through grabcad and Yegi is that is it that other one Yegi is what it's called something like that yes yeah 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 a lot of these like CAD software websites where people make models upload models you can download them trying to find a good shipping container model just because shipping containers are cool and it was so fucking difficult I tell it like yeah it was lots hard of, lots of good one. models but nothing that is suitable for printing if you want to print it all in one go. You got to print, like, some of these things had, like, 200 different parts. I'm like, that's a bit excessive. That's extremely yeah. excessive. Didn't even know there's 200 parts in a container, but yeah. I'm like, you're like what the hell are you doing? So yeah, getting very flustered and getting very frustrated. And Zach and Atessa, I was getting very frustrated with it. Yeah. Like, I just want a simple shipping container model to 3D print so that I can paint something cool on it. How... How fucking difficult is that? And then I remembered, I know how to use SolidWorks. So Saturday morning, spent oh, yeah. about an hour and a half and just, oh yeah, I have this skill. So Saturday morning, just spent like an hour and a half and made a 20 foot scaled version of a cat of a shipping container, hollowed it out on the inside, even printed the little doors to it. It took about like 16 hours to print, but it's strong. Like you cannot break this thing. It's durable. And it's sat on my desk ever since. I haven't painted it yet because I haven't had the time. But mm. I think probably do some light body sanding on it and stuff. Not crazy because it's most of it's going to get covered up in paint anyways. But I was going to say it looks like it came out pretty, pretty okay as well. 
I think so. It's hard to tell though, because it's a like it's a transparent filament, Mm -hmm. and it's got this kind of a gloss finish to it. So you, it kind of makes it hard to see any imperfections. So I'm probably going to paint it like a primer gray. Yeah, just to see where we're at, see any of the surface imperfections. I may even just bring it into work tomorrow and work on it in the evening. I'll have to talk to my boss about that and see if that's a valid thing to do. Like if there's a little place in the back, because we do a lot of stuff with with fiberglass and carbon fiber and and resin and gel coats. So any like, there's a lot of like carbon dust and fiberglass dust in the air. Right. So I'm curious as to how, because like we got a monster, uh, what's it called? Not shop vac, uh, dust collection system. Yeah. Like ridiculous. So I'm just, I'm curious. I'll talk to him tomorrow, see what he says, see what the deal is. But yeah, that's that's story time. So, I mean, the thing has been printed. It has been made. Just got to do something with it. That's right. Ultimately. Yeah. Another little update. Um, I was just mm. looking at our boy, Chad. Shout out to Chad. Chad. He's listening. He seems like What's he definitely is listening because he DM'd the Process Podcast. The Process oh, underscore underscore podcast. I just answered because I, I meant to answer and I kind of forgot. It was yesterday. So, it, Oh, fuck. I felt okay. bad. But yeah. I... But speaking um, of which, I want to get Chad on the show. I would Genuinely. love to get him on the show. If you're listening, Chad, we're gonna get you on Chad, the show because send me a text. He's really rad. He um he DM'd us, mm. f- freeing our minds. You know, Free- I can't remember exactly when because my memory again is shite. But not too long ago, in one of the episodes, we were talking about the tables in the shop at Humber. Oh yeah. And mm-hmm. so he he DM'd us saying, you guys mentioned the tables at school in one of your episode. They are called industrial packing or in brackets working tables. Uline sells some and he gave us a link. What a fucking legend. So he not only know the name of what the tables are called. I'm looking at that right now and they are the tables, but send us the link to to buying. Them how much do they how on, much do they cost? On Uline. Uh, first of all, it pops up a uh, 48 by 24 inch. $308. Hmm. What about, um, I'm trying to think here. Say, is there something the like a 30 by one. 60 equivalent? 30. There is 30 by 60. Exactly. I'm a fucking genius. 350. Just like Chad. 350. Three, 300 US. Uh, Uline. So probably, oh no, this is dossier. <gasps> so no way. $350 Canadian. Yeah, I think so. No fucking way. What's the biggest one they have? 96 by 36. Holy crap. $641. Even still, though, for that's something the... that strong and that big, that's not bad. Let me let me see if I can show you this image. It's it's they're not painted, it's just silver with the wooden top, but they are definitely the uh <sighs> oh, I'm fucking hooked. Future future studio tables right there. Yeah. Six hundred and forty one. A piece. I wonder if you order like multiple, you get a deal. Probably not, but <laughs> no, de- no, definitely. If you order more than, if you it order just like depends 10. how many. Yeah, ten maybe. I was gonna say depends how many, but oh, there's different styles: composite wood, ESD, laminate, maple rounded edge, maple square edge, stainless steel, steel. Saying different tops, the wood definitely is. Well, I know what I'm doing tonight. I'm researching tables. Um, yeah, one and a half inch thick composite wood top with rounded edges edges holds up to 500 pounds wow 14 inch bottom shelf 
adjustable mm. steel legs. This is exactly what we're th- uh, looking for. So shout out to Chad for big shout out to Chad for letting us know because we couldn't figure out the name. We just thought it was like it's a metal table with a wood top. <laughs> that was as far as we got, I think, to figuring it Isn't out. Isn't that funny that we couldn't figure that out and we used them for literally four years? Yeah. I'm sure at some point you probably asked like Tony or somebody about just forget about yeah. it. <clears throat> you so, know what would have been funny if Chad emailed Tony asking on our behalf <laughs> and then got back to us and gave us the information. But no, Chad's Chad's the type of guy that would just know something obscure like that. Yeah. Yeah. He Where would just he would just he'd just have an answer. So we know if we want if we need tables like that, because we know they work well and we like working on them. They're tough. They take beating. Yeah. You know, and the price for how tough they are, it's not bad, man. We could just paint paint the legs, because I'm sure you get that and you have to assemble it. Yeah. Because there's metal legs and you just put the wood on top. Mm -hmm. Because I think if I'm remembering right, like the legs, the wood sits in. Like it drops into it, I think. So the metal wraps around the corners or something like that. I don't know, whatever. But we could paint paint the metal. You know, just so it's yeah. like a dark gray or something, like a primer gray, yeah. and they just have the wood or whatever. You know what I mean? Spicy. The thing is, like, we don't even need to powder coat it. We can just, you can just spray paint. That's it. what, that's what I'm it, saying. Clean, yeah, clean it, prime it, paint it. It's I like, guess there's a there's a paint booth at uh, Hitman, isn't there? That we could use. No, no, no. That's what backyards what are that? for. <laughs> <Give me laughs> fair point. Yeah, you got a fair point though. What? Oh, what color would you paint the legs? That's what I'm saying. You can do like a primer gray or like um just look at my Montana spray paint. Like the Coke, mm. the dark gray. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Because the tabletop, the like the top, the wood top would look nice compared to it. Mm. Nice contrast. Mm. You're a fucking genius, mate. And it'd be dark. I'm trying to think the ones at school were like painted like a blue color, weren't they? Or some it's of like them. Some weird it's kind of yeah some of them were gray some of them had a teal color to them the clay room had like the blue ones didn't it the teal yeah, the dark teal there were some orange ones too yeah i'm pretty sure there was an orange one because i remember one time i was i had my feet up on the back brace that connects the back two legs so the legs don't splay out yeah and i must have like hit it the wrong way with my foot and the entire thing just like fell over and <laughs> Remember yeah, that? It was so that, fucking yeah. loud. It was insane. It was ridiculous. But dude, I, I would totally get one of those like just for my house. I mean, yeah, because I guess most people don't like it's an industrial thing. That's why they're kind of like ugly in a way. They're not like pretty, right? That's yeah, also that's also why they're cheaper because it's literally just a mm-hmm. simple like stamp steel or whatever like frame, and then just a slab of fake wood, isn't faux wood uh on yeah. top Faux. and that's and that's Faux. it right so like which to us yeah like nice tables like they look nice but for a work table like that you don't want it to look nice because you're gonna mess no. up the you're gonna mess up anyways right yeah you want to you want to be able to beat it up and you and paint it paint it a nice dark you know montana coke color and it's yeah, gonna make it look fine. way nicer already and then the top just gets slowly weathered over time and it just looks good you know? Yeah, you you look back at like scratches and scratches and gouges and say like, oh, I remember when I made that. Like that was part of that project. Oh, that was it's when just, I. Just, that's when I missed the ruler and cut my thumb off, and then also put in a scrape into the t- tabletop. I remember that was a good time. Jesus Christ, Ugh, you did that too, didn't you? No, I didn't go over the ruler. That was um, 
Seb that was that, Seb with they? the ruler, I think, and that's why he cut <gasps> his like in between his thumb and his index. Oh yeah, it cut like right on the like the webbing of the skin. Yeah, oh, and like really did it. did some damage. Yeah, no, I I didn't do that. I was like trying to carve oh, uh, the Odin's um foam egg with an Ulfa knife, oh, and I was yeah. like two in the morning, and I was like my eyes were half a, half closed, and I'm I'm holding it like my. Like, like I'm holding it like a baby in my chest. And at times I was like, my hand was on the other side of the egg and I'm literally just carving right into my hand. <laughs> and oh then, my God, you're and then one of the man. knife, like it just skipped. And mm. with all the force I was putting in, I just went and put it right into my hand. Mm, nope. Not for me. Yeah, that was mm. fun. It's like, you're so, it didn't hurt. It wasn't that bad, but also it's one of those where you're like so tired. You're like, what's going on? Like, just slowly walk over to the sink and I'm washing the blood away and then I remember I was the only other person in the room was Joe Herzig and then I was like hey Joe do you have a band-aid and he's like yeah and that was it and I was like do you think like and I was about to like go over to him but like it was one of those where like I had it under water and it was clean but as soon as he took it out of water it was just too much blood coming out and I was like I don't want to make a mess right so I was like trying to no. hold it under the water and i'm like do you think you could like bring it over here like real quick i'm just kind of bleeding and i just don't want to and he was like no and then i was like okay so i like somehow got some like paper towel or something and was like held it and then went over and grabbed his band-aid yeah that's hilarious that was, it was a funny interaction looking back on it it's hilarious it's a hilarious interaction it's one of those things i was like two in the morning i'm like half asleep i just couldn't care at that point it's like okay, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll you're walk kind of over. Beyond, you're beyond the point of giving a fuck at that. At that rate, it's like exactly, what? exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't matter anymore. It um, doesn't matter. Do you want to get into the the Fruit Loop and cashew milk? <laughs> the Fruit Loop and the cashew milk of the episode. Let us know what you think about the ca- the Fruit Loop and the cashew <laughs> milk of the episode. And we've only said it twice. We got to wait for it to like kind of sink in so it sounds natural. We got to wait till people start using the term Fruit Loop. Um, yeah, we do. Fruit Loop, Fruit Loop as a noun. I guess it is yeah. a noun because it is a thing. It's already a thing. You need no Fruit Loop needs to be an adjective. You need to make it an adjective. Yeah, because it's describing something. Yes, I think that's what an adjective. That's is. what it word. Yes, yeah, a describing word. I believe so. Exactly. Why we're in design school in um, English. <laughs> saw a cool post on um, on Instagram. I think it was shared by. It was on, I think, one of the graphic designers, whatever I follow, um, posted on a story. So I checked out the post. It was like um, some designer, I think, or some artist. And probably it's this post. It's got like 10, it's like 10 paragraphs. You swipe and there's like 10 pages. Oh, oh. And God. it's a story. I'm not going to read all of them. That's something to say. But Like a fictional story? No, like, sorry, not a story, but like a a rant, I guess would be a good oh, way to put it. Yeah. Okay. And it was about, you know, we've kind of touched on it here and there about, um, you know, how social media has kind of, you know, created the idea that like everything you post has to be literally the best in the world. Yeah. Otherwise, like, don't bother. And I don't know, I just thought it was interesting because I see a lot of people still that are like, you know, unsure about um about posting work and whether or not they should post work 
and I still feel that every now and then, right? I see you're the perfect example of it. I go to put, I'm like, I'm going to work on a cool poster today, or I want to put this up. And then I see like one of the guys I follow and it's like, oh, that's, that's way better. And I start comparing and I'm like, maybe I shouldn't post it, even though that guy's not going to see mine and it doesn't matter. But like, you know, it's that feeling. So thought it was kind of interesting i'll maybe i'll read the first few because i think it's kind of cool but uh the first one goes the influence of social media has created a perspective in artists that they need to produce masterful quality works in a large enough quantity so that they can be shared on an almost daily basis this is an impossible standard that forces artists to create to create uninspired work issues resulting in lack of depth emotion personality and sincerity in the production of visual works arise. If visual art is not captivating enough on a first glance, a simple like will not be granted from the audience and the digital work will die. This impossible turnaround time on production results in a disconnection between the artist and their work, and largely the work from the audience. Growth is measured in numbers on a large scale. Without likes, retweets, follows, the artist has missed their mark and failed. Art is a visual language that exists only in sincerity of an expression. Visual art digested by audiences through social media platforms perpetuates the belief that trends are art and in turn destroying the integrity of sincerity. Um, artistry is lost. Propaganda is created. And then he kind of goes on to say like, you know, who is the critic in all this anyways you know like you're you know everyone's critiquing yeah. things but like who are you to be the cr- the critic of something either you don't know about or you know regardless mm-hmm. um but i wanted to get your opinion on it or just your thoughts on it because i thought it was kind of interesting you know she's the first page where they're talking about we get the feeling now with art that it's like not only if i'm going to post something on instagram not only does it have to be apparently you know, competitive with the best in the world, mm-hmm. but it's got to be done, you know, daily. Yeah. You know, you see people do, Oh, it's the daily poster. And you know, here's the poster for today. And here's the poster for tomorrow. And like, I'm sure a lot of them make up a bunch and they just mm-hmm. put them out every day. They don't make them every day. Yeah. It's also possible. one thing that like, you know, if they're very simple, like, it's not too hard to do that. Even if you're at work, like an hour and it's, you can create like most of the ones, especially the ones I'd like the most that I've done in actuality spent like probably an hour or less. Right. This doesn't take a lot of time, but it's that idea of like, you gotta have something done a day. That is the best in the world, you know? And if Mm -hmm. not, then like, you're not going to get any likes. And if you don't get any likes, then you suck. Yeah. Well, like I, right. I would think that a lot of that started like back when Casey Neistat started doing daily vlogging, there was this precedent that he created unintentionally created to put out a five to 10 ish minute movie effectively of what you do during that day. And it's shot, filmed, edited and exported and put up all in one day. And he did that for like a year and a half or two years or something. Yeah. And he himself is an anomaly. He's the type of person that there's very few people on this planet who have the work ethic and have the drive that people like Casey Neistat and Gary Vaynerchuk do. There's, while they say that everybody can do it, 
everybody can do it, but not everybody wants to. They want to. And right. it's not really a problem for them. You know, and like since then, Nystat has not done daily vlogging and I don't think has done it since. Like here and there it pops up. But I think that's the start of it. And then to see how successful those people got through the through that daily vlogging thing kind of bakes in this ideology that if you do something every single day consistently, you will get very good at it. But not only will you get very good at it, is you will get recognized exponentially from it. You know, mm -hmm. Casey Neistat is probably one of the most popular YouTubers that you can that you can find yeah. out there. If you see, even if you just say the name most people know or have seen one of his videos and that precedent reflects now more than ever especially into where you have a lot of these visual image based um social media accounts like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat and like putting something out even YouTube where you're putting something out on a daily basis with the intent that the more you do it the better you're going to get and the more you do it the more people are going to start following you because this person is doing something on a daily basis, which is fine. But then you, you get these people that say like, oh, posting something every day is like a toxic mindset. But it's like, well, who's it for? Who's it for and what's it for mm -hmm. is what I would ask. Like, I haven't posted every single day this year. I think I've missed two days. And that's obvious since me be, me coming back on Instagram and everything and having my my 22-year-old midlife crisis. <laughs> but like, who's it for? What's it for? Are you posting these this photo or these, these pieces of artwork or these graphics? Are you posting these for other people? Or are you posting it for yourself to make yourself better? Oh, you just completely fucked the microphone. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, your audio is already a pain in the ass to edit. It's going to be even worse. I'm sorry. Um, 30 minute mark. I'll make note of that. But <laughs> like if you're, if you're making these, these, these visual, these pieces of like imagery and this artwork for yourself, then there shouldn't be a pressure to share it every day. If you're doing it and you enjoy it, put it up and share it. And there's nothing wrong with that. But it, I feel like all the pressure that is imposed is all self-imposed on people, even if they're not willing to admit it. Mm -hmm. And you could say that, yeah, social media has a very strong thing. That's like, if you only get 60 likes on a photo and you typically get a hundred, you may say, well, this, this drawing, even though it's a fucking amazing drawing is only 60% good because it got 60 likes. Whereas your other drawings only get a hundred. Mm -hmm. That's the precedent that that creates, which is a false precedent because you're also dealing with a computer. You're dealing with an algorithm, which is never the same. It's never perfect. And it's, never going to exactly replicate its same process because it is an algorithm. It is constantly in flux and in change. And you, as just the consumer, and effectively you are the product because you're not paying for these things, that kind of just it goes out the window. Like you, you have no control over this algorithm, even if you post at like specific times of day or decide to post specific things with specific hashtags to try and target your stuff that goes only so far and to then say not that i totally disagree with what this person was saying but it's like who's it for and what's it for are, is, are you doing it for yourself and are you doing it because you enjoy it then that's fine then post every day if you have it and if you don't post every day then you shouldn't necessarily feel bad 
or feel like you're obligated to share this stuff with people because the only person imposing that upon yourself is you. You're mm-hmm. the one creating that idea for yourself that you need to be sharing this stuff. Whereas to say like, oh, it's like my, so my followers are making me post stuff. It's like no one's taking your hand and putting it on the screen and clicking a photo or making you take a photo. You are consciously doing that yourself. That's the issue there is people, not the issue, but people in that position may just not be willing to accept the fact that they have imposed this probably just a negative mindset around it upon themselves. Yeah. And the only way to get through that is to say like, you know what? I just, I'm not going to post today and that's fine because at the end of the day, someone's probably going to spend maximum five seconds looking at it or they may screenshot it if they're like me. They may screenshot it and then just go on. Yeah, that's it. You know, like there's no, I don't think there is ever, unless you make a commitment, but even then you're making the commitment and you can easily break that commitment yourself. You say like, I'm going to post every day for 30 days. You can totally do that. If it's for your own benefit, if you're doing it, oh, people are texting me. <laughs> Thought pause. Ooh, looks like we we're getting. Text. Looks like we're getting close on closing a deal. Oh, um, I'm just gonna respond to this quickly as I continue talking. But like, when, like when I was in Australia, not to by the way, went to Australia. Um, what when I was post, I was I wouldn't post everything. I would post on my Instagram story a lot, and I did that because not to show other people where I was or not to brag about the fact that I effectively got to do a four month working vacation in in Australia, which by the way, if you're listening, you should be jealous because it was amazing, (laughs) but I'm doing it because I want to be able to look through those memories and see what I was doing. You know, I'm not doing it for anybody else other than for effectively my own selfish benefit. Exactly. That's the same way I do it. Like for an artist to come out Not that I totally, like there are completely valid points there, but you're also dealing with, with a computer, with an algorithm, with this artificial thing that effectively has no emotion. You know, it doesn't care. It's an algorithm. It's a computer. And I think for one, for a person to get so attached and so endeared towards the result of an Instagram post, as opposed to just enjoying what it is that they actually created. I don't know. Maybe that in itself is a kind of a, just an, a disingenuous relationship. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's yeah. I thought it was interesting. Cause like, you know, it, 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 it goes back to the whole thing. You can't compare. Right. And some people, obviously a lot of, some people work faster than others. You know, if, if you're out there and you're comparing your work and like, you know, oh, I did this sketch in like half an hour and I'm looking at this sketch and this professional who is probably doing it longer than I've been alive did the sketch and it's way better. It's like, well, A, they've been doing it longer than you've been alive. B, it took them much more than 30 minutes. Yeah. You know, and C, who cares? You know, mm-hmm. just keep just exactly. keep working kind of thing. Um, And it's also, that was always one thing that was like, I... I was going to start for myself. Be like, okay, I'm going to do one of those, like a post a day. You know, I'm going to do a poster every day because it doesn't take long. And I could do that, but I also mm-hmm. don't want to like make that promise right now. You know, that, that commitment right now. And yeah. it's one of those things that, because I was already planning on doing it when I started, was like, well, 
on a weekend or something, if I've got time, I'll make a couple and then I can just put them exactly. out. Right. And then exactly. I think a lot of people think they look all this work and they're like, whoa, you did that today. This is unreal. It's like, there's a chance they didn't like, yeah, you know, people need to not. like taking everything so literal and, you know, yeah. thinking like, oh, this, they did, they had time to do this in one day and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like I don't it's, know it's, it's almost impossible to be truly authentic with a, a, a program or a software or a thing like social media, whether no. it's Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, what like maybe YouTube, you can be a bit more genuine, but like people have just episodes of stuff banked up. People have posts banked up. People have TikToks, drafts of TikToks. Like who cares? You know, exactly. you may see someone putting something out every single day of a week. That's fine. They probably did it all in one day, just changed a bunch of outfits and did a whole bunch of work in one day. And now <laughs> they're just going to chill out. You know, it's like when we started exactly. it, we did a whole bunch all in one day just to see if we even knew how to do what we were doing. Exactly. Odds are it could have totally fucking failed. Luckily, it didn't. Yeah, but it could have. Could have, but we never put a pressure on ourselves. We said, if we'll commit to five days a week for now, if that needs to change, it'll change. And luckily, since then, we've been able to figure out just ways to make it work. Like there's compromises, there's sacrifices, but like, who's it for? What's it for? Primarily, this is, this is something we just enjoy doing. So you can say, then it's for us. And then what's it for? It's for everybody else. It's for just sharing knowledge and sharing insight and sharing opinions and just sharing cool stuff and just learning, you know, that's the beautiful exactly. part of it. I feel like I'm, I feel like I can talk a lot on that for some reason. Well, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought, right? Because yeah, it's one of those things that until you feel it, like you can say as much as you want, like, oh, I won't be me. I don't get affected by comments or what people think of my work or you know, I can mm -hmm. look at a professional and be like, well, You've done it for longer, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. I'll just do me. But then every now and then, even for us, like, and I'm sure it happens for people with way more experience as well, that mm -hmm. every now and then you go to push something out and then, and then you start comparing it or you're like, okay, well, I just finished this, but like, I just saw this poster. It kind of has the same look and feel as mine, but it's just better. So now what's the point of me putting mine out? I don't want to look mm -hmm. as a copier or I don't want to look like I half-assed it or I'm not as good as this person. It's like, and then that gets to you, you know, no matter how kind of experienced you are or whatever. So it's an yeah. interesting thing to talk about because, because yeah, we could definitely go on forever about it. It's an interesting yeah. what was, what, thing, you know. What was the first line of that, um, that Instagram post or that story that the person was telling? Um, can't, I can't exactly remember. The, like, the, the influence of social media has created a perspective in artists that they need to produce masterful quality works in a large enough quantity so that it can be shared on an almost daily basis. This is an oh. impossible standard that forces artists to create uninspired work. That's mm. kind of another interesting thing, right? It's like, well, if you're... Yeah. I mean, again, some people work really fast, but also like if you're pumping it out every day, you know, some basic thing. Are you doing it just because you're like, here's an image through the posters. You could, if you have like a, I follow some people, you know, I worry. I'm like, every poster I do has to be a different layout. And then there's yeah. quite a few accounts I follow that do really great work, but they stick to 
one, two, three layouts, and they just repeat those, but with different text or different small little graphics or just a different image, you know, mm-hmm. but they repeat the exact same layout. But if you're mm-hmm. doing a lot, like maybe that, are you, I guess it goes back to like what you said, who are you doing it for? Why are you doing it? Who is it for? What's it for? You know, if you're doing it just because you want likes or whatever, yeah. then and, like and you're doing it every day, then it's like, well, that is uninspired. Yeah. Because you're doing it just because, just, just to throw it out there, just to get you're likes. You're doing it for just a little hit of dopamine. You're just like, post, and then you just get oh, oh, dopamine, I got, and then, I got you, then you're all these likes. Back. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what? No. It's like, wow, like, put cares? that on your resume. Tell that to your kids. <laughs> I got 350 you know? likes on my last Instagram post. It's like, oh, so that means you're a thought. <laughs> not, not necessarily. You can just produce nice artwork. Yeah. So, I don't know. Interesting thing, I guess. I like it, though. I like it. It's been a beautiful episode. Um, and if you have ever felt uninspired in work that you've done, then send us an email to hide.theprocesspodcast at gmail.com and tell us, tell us about that experience and then how you were able to get out of it or if you're still in it because we'll be totally happy to talk to you. You know, Exactly. If, if you're just, if you're feeling bummed, maybe we can set up like a, a zoom call or a Google meet call and just have like a half an hour chat and you remind know? you how good you are, how fucking dope you are, man. Just how fucking dope. Everybody's dope. That's the great part. It's like everyone can just make something cool because it's all different and it's all unique. There's, if there's one thing, I don't know if it was a Catherine thing or whatever by my i think it probably was it just said like you know there's room for everyone yep that was Catherine. Came it was Catherine, right that there's yep. room for everyone in the industry yep. more than enough room absolutely you know? and, uh, zach watson what is our email address oh you caught me off guard there oh or no not email address was, sorry, instagram instagram i know the email I, too i, totally I was like I, I completely I had a i was like wow that like there. really threw me off because like, uh, i was ready to say <laughs> the process underscore underscore podcast and then he What's threw your me social off. security number it is <laughs> i don't know it off by I, heart no I, I know mine off by heart i'm a fucking genius I, yeah man i'm a genius all right, ladies and gentlemen, that's uh, that's been it. Another episode of the Process Podcast done in the books. We're now officially ten episodes away from episode one hundred, which will be out. Well, we'll which obviously we won't say it. who it is, but do you want to say that we have a confirmed? We have a confirmed guest, guest for recording January twenty sixth for episode. It's going to be rad as well. It's going to be providing they're still alive in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> yes all things said all things considered 100 don't know how how 21 20, 2021 is uh 2021 it's a bitch, it's, man. it's going it's <laughs> it's not doing it's too much better than uh the year the no. previous year if so. anything it's doing worse but doing we're on the optimistic side of things ladies and gentlemen thank you very much for listening we love you good night peace